Welcome to a special edition, a extra innings edition of the Friendly Confines Cubs podcast where we bring you the Cubs newsmakers. And Ryan, I love this segment because we give people a little bit of a taste of the upcoming episode. Who's on your wish list for us to bring onto the show? Well, we've had some amazing guests, Chad. I mean, think about it. We've had David Kaplan from ESPN 1000. We've had Mark Silverman also from ESPN. Dave Ennett from WGN Radio. Ryan Cheverini from Windy City Live. Gosh, there's just so many and so many still more to go. I, I can't wait for the endless possibilities of guys and gals that we're going to bring on to talk Cubs baseball this year for all of our listeners. Well, get ready for a fun, fun interview uh, coming up right now. Time now for the seventh inning stretch here on the friendly confines. We are joined by from WSCR AM 670. The score. It is Matt Spiegel, the host of Hit and Run. You can hear the program on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. until the start of the Cubs pregame show in some cases. Matt, welcome to the Friendly Confines with Chad and Ryan. Thanks so much for taking a few minutes out of your day today. You got it, guys. No problem. It is uh, good to talk to you. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, the Cubs, first, let's maybe back up into last weekend when we, it was a little shinier uh, for the Cubs <laughs> and everything that was going well for them. A sweep over the Cardinals before now a big West Coast swing heading to Colorado and uh, then the Dodgers uh, didn't look good in the first two games. I guess the first question out of the bat, Matt, comparing the weekend against the Cardinals to now we're seeing these first two games against Colorado is what is the difference in this ball club to why they play so great at Wrigley, but so poorly on the road? Boy, it's, um, it's, it's a million dollar question, isn't it? Um, especially for a bunch that seems to have, refound its confidence and it's uh it's kind of collective groove um if you believe in the contagion of 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 hitters doing the right thing and being selfless when the moment demands situationally and uh and also just kind of letting loose and letting it fly with confidence that i guess those all those runs are being concentrated i runs i mean like you know trends are being concentrated at home and the bad stuff's all happening on the road. I, I don't really think it's anything more than comfort level to me. It's, it's, it's a good team. They are what they are. are. Aren't they right now pre Kimbrel? I'd put them after, after the Dodgers Astros and I think Yankees and probably twins. The mm-hmm. twins have the best run differential in the league. They have a better record than the Yankees, but the Cubs are the best of everybody else. So maybe they're what fifth, sixth, you could argue fourth in MLB. And once Kimbrell is settled in there, and hopefully once they make one more left-handed bullpen move, then you won't need to see the people who have been failing so often do the failing in the most crucial of situations. And, well, and, and that should change everything. Okay, so you went there. So let's talk about the bullpen now, and let's talk about the Kimbrell addition. And, and the fact when you're talking about the bullpen as a whole – uh, obviously, there has been some issues leading up to this signing. Do you think, though, then, with that being said, that that Kimbrel is going to be that big of an impact for this team to kind of leap them ahead? You said maybe fifth or sixth could vault them to top two in Major League Baseball with with Kimbrel as the closer now? It's certainly conceivable. Because of the slot down factor, uh, Brad Brock shouldn't be pitching any innings of consequence. And, <laughs> and, 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 and everyone has known that. 
everyone has known that around the ball club and those conversations have been happening with, with beat guys for a couple of weeks now <clears throat> in a way that frankly surprised me at first. Cause there was that one night when he came in and in a save situation, he was amped up and the stuff was really, really good. And his numbers were good in Baltimore, but really it, no, no one believes in him ar- around that ball club. So he won't be a part of things. Just, just imagine, I mean, it needs to happen sooner rather than later, but when it does, you'll have four swing and miss guys or at least three swing and miss guys at the end in Kimbrel, either Will Smith or whatever lefty they go and grab um, and stroke. And then maybe Chatwood is that fourth swing and miss guy. Maybe it's Carl Edwards Jr. Although that terrifies me um, <laughs> and he terrifies me, but you've got that. And then all of a sudden Steve Ciszek is in the Brad Brock spot. You never have to bother, you know, uh, Brandon Kinsler is a ground ball specialist to come in and get a double play, or he's in that spot last night. You never have to bother with some of these guys that, that, that don't deserve time. So there, I, I envision that I have a shutdown multifaceted playoff bullpen that I basically just ran through that, that is the image that needs to be where they get. And I think they'll get there. And then that changes the ceiling. We're talking with Matt Spiegel from the Score 670 in Chicago. He's the host of Hit and Run. You can listen to him on Sundays from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. He's also on Twitter at Matt Spiegel 670, so make sure to follow him there as well. So, Matt, let's let's shift from the bullpen to the starting rotation right now. And everybody loves to talk about one person in particular, and that being Hugh Darvish. Um, and it's interesting because... I personally don't think Darvish has actually been pitching that bad. Now, I think I preface this by saying when you're talking about a guy who's not pitching that bad, making $127 million over the course of his contract, that certainly, I think, is the thing that comes into play when you're talking about Darvish. We're still looking for small victories with Darvish at this point. Is this who he is, or are we still waiting for him to all of a sudden find himself again Uh, that confidence, that mental fortitude, so to speak. And then we're going to see maybe better outings from him over the course of the second half of the season. Or is this what we can expect from Hugh Darvish over the next 15 to 20 starts for the rest of the year? Well, that's well asked. Once you get past the sunk cost of the contract and the sunk emotional cost, if you will, of the resentment of the contract (laughs) and just kind of deal with where you are, You look back and starting on May 15th, by my count, it is six successful starts for you, Darvish. Um, And and I I said this a couple weeks ago, that that calm, confident, confident uh, Darvish has arrived. He's here. This is him, in my opinion. Six starts ago, he strikes out 11. He walks nobody. Five starts ago, he strikes out seven. He walks three, but it's a quality start. Um, four starts ago, that's when he goes seven plus shouldn't have come out to pitch the eighth, the home run to, to Dietrich and the, and the Reds is not, is on Madden, not him, if you ask me, mm-hmm. but anyway, he, he, he was asked to eat innings and he did the next time it's six innings against St. Louis. Remember he strikes out Carpenter with that knee buckler to end the fifth to go six K's and another quality start. Then, um, five and a third, um, successful at Wrigley and a win, um, last night. Or, or, I mean, it, it, two nights ago, it sucked to give up for right after they'd gotten the runs. That sucked. He blew up. But then he got through six. I mean, so I, I, I think you're getting what you're going to get, which is really good stuff. And volatility, volatility where the bad end of the range is still pretty good. You know, um, it, it, like the bad end of his range is still going to be six and four 
or 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 that kind of thing or or seven and seven and four so uh and here's what we've learned that arm is is just relentless the stuff is as good in inning six as it is in inning one yep it's why it's why i had a lot of trouble buying the injury uh issue from last year sure you know because the arm has always been I mean, other than, you know, the Tommy John, but you can say that about 95% of the pitchers in baseball, the, um, or 90, but, but other than that, the arm is just, it's just monstrous and it is still monstrous. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think what people are concerned about mostly is like people sit there and say, well, he's a solid number five, but he's being paid like a number one. And that's where I, a lot of people, I'm sure yourself included, sit there and say, well, well, how do I justify this? Right. Yeah. But you're back. You're back to the sunk emotional cost. Um, right. Just don't worry about the money at this point. It doesn't it doesn't matter in right. terms of um, in, in terms of the decisions you have to make. You're not worried about Tyler Chatwood's money. If he's going to become a middle closer, a la Justin Grimm a few years ago or Edwards at, at, at his contract, so be it as you try to win a World Series. You know, it's like Barry Zito for the Giants when they used him in relief in the postseason and he helped them win, even though he was being paid like you, Darvish. Yeah. So um, so so you can't worry about that. In fact, you know, it, there could be an interesting decision as I go back to my dream bullpen. Who your fourth swing and miss guy is come, you know, Darvish on his side day. I mean, could I could see Darvish with a Nate Eovaldi-esque role where it's like it's a starter, but you're also a reliever on your side day come, uh, come playoff series because the arm is that good. Let's move to the uh, lineup right now. And I think a big uh, topic of conversation this last couple of weeks has been the leadoff spot, right? Uh, the Cubs don't have that kind of traditional leadoff hitter. We've seen Kyle Schwarber in that role recently. Um, Anthony Rizzo, who's actually flourished pretty well in that role, but it's tough to take him out of that three hole. Um, if you had the opportunity to kind of run this ball club yourself, uh, I'm going to let you choose. Who do you want leading off for this team? And uh, are the guys that currently are leading off for this team for Joe Madden, are those the right guys given the situation and the roster that he has? Um, it's a good question. I, I, I really believe that right now Schwarber makes a ton of sense um, because, it, you know, remember, in terms of traditional leadoff, it's not as if when Zobrist was there and at his best, right, or Fowler was there and at his best, that they didn't every once in a while ambush and try to swing at a fastball for the first pitch. It's like not every at-bat needs to be grind, 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 grind. And I think that's Kyle's problem sometimes is that he grinds, grinds, grinds. He can and isn't that great. But go ahead, find your pitch and hit the crap out of it. Um, Fowler's home run, game seven. Is that pitch one? I'm trying to remember. It feels like it was. It feels like it was an ambush, but I yeah. think wrong. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I, we can look it up when we're done. But anyway, point being, I, I, I just want somebody who is a terrifying at bat. So Rizzo would be good, but he's, it's, it's, he's just too valuable there with, with ducks on the pond. And I don't care how jaded that, that phrase makes me sound or how old <laughs> and antiquated. Screw you guys. Um, I, I have a T-shirt that has a pond with three ducks in the positions of the bases, and it makes Love me it. happy. Um, because because Rizzo is your is your perfect situational hitter in addition to your launch guy with his first two strikes. But Schwarber could be that guy eventually, and I'm not giving up on that dream and that possibility. So I have no problem with Schwarber there right now. He's Matt Spiegel from The Score 670 in Chicago. You can find him on Sunday mornings. Hit and Run is the show, 9 a.m., 
to 1 p.m. or until the start of the Cubs pregame show. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to join us here on the Friendly Confines. We seriously would love to have you back as the season uh, progresses throughout the year. Sounds good. Anytime, Ryan. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Don't let anyone say that it's just a game For I've seen other teams and it's never the same When you're born in Chicago, you're blessed and you're healed The first time you walk into Wrigley 